I, I don't know, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> no! Welcome everyone to the Fly Guys uh. podcast. Justin Goodhart alongside Cameron Klein. Oh no! No, <laughs> they did it. Apparently we're dumb. Apparently we are dumb here at the Fly Guys podcast. Apparently here in the loft. The loft is the idiot zone because we, we're not celebrating. Well, I'll tell you what. We'd entertain some of the uh, people, more people that we like here, the, the Charlie O'Connors, you know, the people like that. Um, yeah. We would entertain those people. Uh, yeah, it's it's February. It's not even February. It's March 10th, 2022. I'm dating this video for, for historical purposes. Yeah, it is. It's a few reasons. Ben Simmons Day, he's coming back. Yeah. Number 10 you know. is back on the 10th. Even though he's not playing, and he's only here to try and like settle a grievance. Number ten is back on the ten. He's number ten. Oh, that's right. I forgot his name was number, it, number, number, number ten. His name is number ten. His name is number ten. It should be number. I don't. I was. Gonna, I couldn't even think of anything. I, uh, I get confused because in two K, when I forced a trade to get him off onto the Nets, he was that's number, fair. He's number eight, so that's what I'm used to seeing. Doesn't matter. And that's the only place I've ever seen him because he hasn't played for the Nets yet. <laughs> and who even knows anyway. when he will play? But that, right. so besides the point. Um, so last night, so the way that you know we do these shows, and we've uh, kind of gone back to our roots when it comes to how we plan out these shows. Uh, for the record, I went for the, the title of this episode was going to be "I Only Bet Fifteen Hundred," and now it's "They Gave Him How Much." <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, that's I think that's better. So I'm writing up – I always do an outline, and, and Cameron really fell in love with the way that I kind of restarted it last week with, like, screenshots of, like, different things to kind of reference to. So I want to definitely keep that up. Yeah, yeah, and you're very good. At, you're very good. At, you run a show very well. But uh, it's not the Justin show. It's today, not. Right? It's, it's the Cameron show. It's I'm not just the living Justin in it. appreciation show. But – so I, I make my outline. And Cameron, should <sighs> I, this is an honest question that I'm asking you, and I was going to ask it to you when we were off the air, but I'll ask it to you now. Oh, I should, should I just start waiting until the day of our show to write the outline? I mean, it's up to you, dude. I would say no, because because like this type of stuff doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. You but know, like, this is a rare occurrence. This is the second time that the Flyers have fucked up our show because they did something big. The I'd last time maybe... was the was the Joel Farabee contract that came out the yeah. day that we were going to do a show. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. Uh, I'll start on a happy note before we get into the other stuff. Flyers played the Vegas Golden Knights. Flyers seemingly have the Vegas Golden Knights number so far in their history. This was a game that they should have lost going away. They're outshot 48-21. to 21. It doesn't look good. And then all of a sudden, Carter Hart, for the upteenth time this season, looks like Patrick Waugh in his yeah. prime. This is the one hope that I have for the Flyers going forward is the fact that this guy, despite everything, his his save percentage is .913, which for those of you who don't know, when you're like 11 and 25 in your 36 games, that's really freaking good. It, it just it shows the it's facts. not him. It's it, not exactly. Him. It shows the facts that it's not him. And you would you would love yeah. you would love the GAA to be a little bit lower than 2.88, but again, the Flyers suck. Yeah. So how much of that do you put on Carter Hart? He stops 47 of 48 shots. Mm-hmm. But not even just that. It's how it's who scored the goals. Justin Braun lit the lamp to start the game to for start the Flyers. It off. Yeah. And Justin Braun's been great the last couple months. He's a defenseman that I don't mind having around. <laughs> but it was Oscar Lindblom to get the game-winning goal. And Oscar Lindblom, as Jordan Hall tweeted out on March 5th, over his last 29 games, has 18 points, 8 goals, 10 assists. Now he's up to 10 goals on the season. Yes. This is a guy that looked like it looked like this guy was lost. Whatever mojo he had had before his tragic diagnosis of cancer ha- had been lost, maybe forever. And this guy looks like he's back in 2019, 2020 form. This is the bright spot. This is what I think fans can kind of hang yes. their hat on over the last couple weeks and be like, you know what? The losing continues. We're not making the playoffs. We're sure as hell not a cup contender for a little while. But yeah. these two pieces right here are what I like. Yeah, him, him, him and Carter Hart. Pretty much. Definitely. Yeah, and Carter Hart, I think, is widely because of his position, right? Well, it's the position we haven't had since Ron yeah. Hextall. That and plus, like, you, I think it's fair to say that the goaltender, you could argue, is like the quarterback of, of a hockey team in a yeah. way in terms of positionally. Well, it's, the like, mo- it's the most positional, most important most position important on the posi- ice. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say it's the same position, but most important. In terms of importance, I would say it's, it's similar. So, yeah, for Carter Hart, like, yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Um, I, but, like, I'm just, I'm not happy. I'm, 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 I'm so on edge. I've been on edge all day today because of this whole Ben Simmons thing. And I'm dead serious. I never thought 
that I, I would despise out of all the athletes in the world, all of the, the types of sports in the world that I would hate. I never thought it'd be a basketball player, ever. And you're wearing your Embiid jersey? I am. It's because it's a, a very important day. So, like, I've been on edge with that. And then we see that they signed Rasmus Ristolainen. And it's for $5.1 million, And I'm not happy about it. I'll just be blatantly honest. I'm not happy about it. Period. <laughs> um, but I thought, like, you know, okay, it, it is what it is. But what annoyed me more was that apparently, like, it just seems like it's widely regarded. Like, this is, like, this great signing. So, let's talk about it. Rasmus Ristolainen, it's just... Here's what surprised me more. Yeah, you you just go first. You just go first. Say your thoughts on it. I'll say my thoughts on it, and then we'll we'll just reconvene. Because I can't even... I can't even categorize everything right me, and let, sound like I'm, I'm just going to sound angry and it's not going to sound like it makes sense and it's just going to sound dumb so i'm going to yeah. talk directly to the flyers fans listening to this to you my, my my faithful listener to you uh i want you to understand why this deal is not a good deal and and it, it might be and and in your defense if you think it's a great deal god bless you thank you for listening we love you we do but we do. and and you might be right but this is just our perspective from right now where we're sitting right at this point so you gave a guy that was brought in to bring in the physicality, bring in that intimidating presence. He said he wants to be a piece of shit on the ice. Yep, yeah. Well, we love that. We in, did. In, in one other way, you might have accomplished this. I, yeah, I, yeah. He's not a bad player. I've, at no point yeah, have like I said unfair. Yeah, he's but, not a bad hockey player. Yeah. He's not been dreadful. The Flyers wouldn't have given him this contract if he had truly been dreadful. But I just want to point something out about you know what he's been to this team, which is he's been a giant ball of meh to the giant ball of meh that is the Philadelphia Flyers. And here's a more important aspect. So if we look at his stats, he's got in 49 games played, he's got two goals and 11 assists. Justin, he was not brought in for the for the offensive production. Okay, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was brought in to be a defensive the, defenseman. Defensive, yeah. He's a minus 11! Yeah. He's a minus 11. Well, there's another defenseman playing on the other side of him. Excuse me? Well, that excuse has now gone out this narrow window that Cameron says he could jump out of. Because guess what? He's being paid to be the primary defender on this hockey team. $5.1 million. You better be the best defender on the team if we're giving you that kind of money. I don't even need him to be that. I need him to be top three. Top two. I need top two. Top two. I I, I need that. And here's the other thing. This guy, in his career, has never been a plus. In his statistical career. Ever. He has always hovered. The best season he ever had from that standpoint, he was a minus two two years ago with the Buffalo Sabres when they play, when he played 69 games in that strike sh- – or not the strike-shortened season. That was MLB. With the pandemic-shortened season. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, let's be honest, okay? Like, he, you may still like the deal, and that's totally fine. However, everything that Justin just said is a fact. Everything. So that's it. These They're are just, indisputable you know, facts. Just, we're just saying facts. You interpret him how, how, how you want. And people go, well, you know, you know you're just you're an analytical guy. You know, you might consider the analytics. I'm looking at the basic eye test. This Flyers defense has not gotten better with him in the lineup. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not an analytical guy. I'm really not. I, you I, you I, and I, don't... I were both very happy when Razzam Zerschelainen came here. Not for the deal, not for the cost, but you and I both said we think he's going to add the, the bene- principle. The principle, the, the benefit, the, the physicality. Uh, and, and that's what people are saying right now, too. Like, oh, we're glad that they're signed him because he brings his physicality. He's a big hitter. He's this big, aggressive guy. Okay, does the team look any better? Now, granted, I understand they're injury-prone. The entire team is riddled with injuries. We can't help that, right? It is what it is. However, at the end of the day, not even we're better. I don't even challenge you that. I challenge you this. When Razzin versus Lions on the ice, does the other team seem intimidated? They certainly score a lot. No, they don't look intimidated. Why would they look intimidated? This guy is a big, giant slab of concrete on skates. I don't consider him to be a particularly great skater. He's scary if you're in a phone booth with him. He's but scary if, you if you're in the corner in... and you're fumbling with the puck and you turn behind you and there he's con- and you, there he is. But with the new age of hockey, all I see is if I'm if I'm a new young player, right, who's a nice, highly toted prospect or whatever, I'm three years into my career, I'm starting to kill it, I'm extremely fast, I'm this new form of hockey, right? All I see is a giant tree. Then I'm just going to skate around. And people go, well, you know what? Guess what? You can't have these small, little, tiny defensemen on the ice. Okay, you're right. There are your Zidane Charas. There are your Cam Fowlers. By the way, Cam Fowler sucks at this point in his yeah. career. He's not even good anymore. Yeah, I was wrong about that one, too. Well, he was very good at one point, yeah. though. At point. 2014 Olympics. Shea Weber like was a great, 
big defender. Was he that big though? I mean, he was bigger than like you know Shane Gostisbehere. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I look at that. He was bigger than Andrew McDonald. He was bigger than Mark Streit. Yeah, yeah, bigger six, than four. Kino in. six four. So my whole point yeah. about this is like, I, it's not that I have something genuinely against big defenders, but in this day in hockey, you have to be more than just big. You have yeah. got to be a good skater on the ice because guess what? It doesn't matter how big you are. Connor McDavid has the ability to appear a wet around you before you even know that he's past you. Not even just Connor McDavid though. Or Austin Matthews can drive right by you. Jack Eichel can yeah. sp- pass yeah. the puck right by. And I guess, uh, well, they don't always play those types of players. Really? You're telling me that we aren't in a division where Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Alex Ovechkin, uh, 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 Sebastian Ajo, and Andrei Snechnikov? You're telling me that those guys aren't in our division? You're going to tell me that Alexei Lafreniere is not in our division? Really? Jack Hughes is not in our division. I don't wrong. Get real. And, and and you're absolutely right, right? And and those are like the best players. Those are the best ones. Yeah, the, and then there's a series of good players. Casper Kapanen. One of my favorite players in hockey. He's going to skate around him. Mm-hmm. He is, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the points for the Penguins. Seventh. Seventh. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Rasmus with him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. You know who I would trust Rasmus with? Hmm. And I'm being genuine for a sec. I would trust him with Morgan Frost coming at him. I would trust him maybe with Nick Ritchie coming at him. Oh, but right, Nick Ritchie's not even in the league anymore. He's in the minors. Here's the thing. Like, I I don't want this to be a shit on, on Risto. I don't I, I don't hate Rasmus Risto. I, I don't even think he's a bad defenseman necessarily. I just don't think he's that good. And I don't think he's good enough to get $5.1 million there you a go. year. You just hit it's it It's really that simple. He's not good enough to get five point. Well, actually, you know what? Clearly he is because that's what they gave him. And the thing is, too, is like, well, some people are using this as like a badge of honor to say, like, look, the Flyers aren't rebuilding. We're sticking around. Okay, then 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 how 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 long are we going to do this? How long are we going to do this? Because it's for me, for me, it's been 12 years since they were even competitive, really 10 years. If I'm being I'll be generous, 10 years since they've been truly competitive, 10 years. How long are we going to do this? Because I've, I've heard all about the prospects we've had. I've heard I've heard about the Jason Ackerson. I remember him coming. Sam Moran. Sam Moran, Scott Lawton, right? But don't get me wrong. I like Scott Lawton. And I think he's a great player. I think he's a great role player. I think he's a great leader on the team. This isn't against him. However, when he first came out, he was told as supposed to be this great, amazing hockey player, right? He was supposed to be one of the top scorers, top three scorers within the next 10 years when he starts to play. Well, he's not. All right, Morgan Frost, another one, who, again, jury's still out. He might be fine over in, overall in time. He might be okay. My point is, we have gone through... In the past decade, Dozens. all these different draft picks and prospects who I've been told, we have been told as Flyer fans that we have a good prospect pool. 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 Okay, then why is the team regressing? Other than 2020, when has this team improved? Since and I'm not the- talking about, oh, they didn't make the playoffs last year and they made it this year. I'm talking about genuinely the overall just trajectory of the, of the organization has gone up. When has that happened? Because it hasn't. The last ascension was after 2007. They had that awful year. I think they only had like 57 points or whatever the case was. And then 2008 comes around. They had signed Danny Briere. Mike Richards and Jeff Carter were you know entrenched as being the future of the franchise. They had a, a pretty interesting defense. They had brought over Scott Hartnell. They had a new Kimo Tiemann in. Uh, they had uh, Darian Hatcher still at that time. And they had other role players they were able to score. They had a Sammy Kapanen that could still put up points, even though he was getting a little bit older. And, hey, they actually, I believe, I believe in 2008, they might he might have retired at that point. I don't think Eric Desjardins was there in 2008. But the point is that that ascension that you're talking about started in 08. They get to the Eastern Conference Final, fall just short of the Stanley Cup Final. Goes a nine first-round exit from Pittsburgh. But you can tell, like, the Which, pieces are there. Who won the Stanley Cup that year, too? Who Stanley? did win yeah, the Stanley Cup. So, you know. 2010, they get to the Stanley Cup. They just fall short against the Chicago Blackhawks. 2011, one of the best teams in hockey, losing the second round of the Boston Bruins. 2012, they're right there, but just falling short against the New Jersey Devils. 2013, lockout shortened season. They lose, or they don't even get to the playoffs here. 2014, Game 7 loss to the Rangers that everyone on earth saw coming, by the way. No one thought they were going to beat the Rangers. And then after 2014, we've entered this era of Flyers hockey where we're in the abyss, we're in purgatory. And so if there really are people out there that are championing this decision 
as like a, hey, we're not going to tank. Just think about this. If you don't like tanking, I really hope you like ceiling being the second wild card and a first-round exit at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning because this team, as constructed, will never, ever win a Stanley Cup. And I don't care who you are in this world. Your goal is not to see maybe two playoff wins in a series before being bounced. These are the Philadelphia Flyers. This is supposed to be a proud organization, and this is supposed to be a perpetual contender, which they have not been in 10 gosh darn years. A decade. It's unacceptable. This contract, I pray to God it works out, but I've already written this team's epitaph on its gravestone. This will not work out. These con- they, these don't work out. The Buffalo Sabres didn't care that they were giving up Rasmus Ristolainen. They didn't think that he could win. That's, or that's he the, could be a part of a winning organization. That's the other thing, too, is that like Eric Reese pointed it out, and right now, thank God for him, <laughs> and thank God for Charlie O'Connor. Because they, and Charlie O'Connor hasn't really been outspoken about it. Neither really has Eric. But, like, they're both... Charlie Connor tweeted something about the fact of, like, you know, he's a big body. He's physical. He was like, I preferably would prefer faster skaters. But that this is why they signed him. He's yeah. just reporting what they're saying. Um, but Eric Reese has said it multiple times. He's been tweeting it multiple times. He was never even the best defenseman on the worst hockey teams. He was the Buffalo for how long? And he wasn't their best defenseman. He's now with the Flyers. Who Now, the, the overall team performance... There's been a lot of injuries this year. You can't put it all on Ristolainen. And that's that's again what I what I hate about the way we're doing this right now is because it's like it's not on Ristolainen. It's not his fault. Right? Like we're putting the pain of the last decade and we're putting it onto this deal right now. And that's not fair to Ristolainen. Because he, he does hit people. He is a big guy. He he does have physicality, and there is a place for that in hockey. I I, I go back to my original point. I just don't think it's there for $5.1 million. And I think these types of contracts are what have gotten us in trouble before, have gotten us to where we are before. We have Ilya Brzezgalov, who we signed to a ridiculous contract, who they're still buying out, by the way. Danny Briere, they signed to a big contract just for it not to pin out, and they bought him out anyway. I mean, uh, the, like, the, the list goes on. Man. But Danny Briere was an established star in he the is. NHL. He is. You're right. You're right. But Andrew McDonald, you know, another one. Like, it's just, it's, it's nonstop. People have been complaining the past two years about James Van Reem's like, contract. And guess what? But I'm, now we're now we're, now I'm supposed to be celebrating Ristolainen for five point one million dollars. It's just when, when the team has been the worst it's ever been, and it's the worst year this franchise has arguably ever had. They just put they just put all of us on a freaking hamster wheel, and we're just running in place, and we're not going anywhere. Like this team isn't going anywhere. This team isn't good enough. And I don't have faith that it's going to be because Dave Scott certainly has not given me anything because he doesn't. He he blames the low attendance on COVID. Guess what? It's packed for the Sixers. What did they say about the what did they say about COVID recently? They said we're in the endemic. Right. Do you know what endemic means? It means it's the end of the pandemic. And I think he's just like scratching his head like to the to the Flyers fans? Did they I guess they didn't hear about that. And they and, yeah. and, and you know what he's like? He's like I know what'll get him going. Get the deal done with Risto. That's yeah. what the I heard I I see Risto trending on Twitter a lot. It must mean they must love him. These people like fighting. <laughs> get him yeah, I don't care blank check blank check blank check blank check get him I just do it yeah and, uh, and shout out to Sam Cardici <laughs> good deal considering what was rumored yeah you know what you know what Sam that <laughs> is that is that six is half- million was rumored oh so it's point nine less than that, <laughs> that was, all right that is half glass full looking at it there it is oh man hey I'm glad they didn't give him John Tavares money that's what I'm happy about I'm glad they didn't give him Mitch Marner money but unfortunately for the rest of us, we have to live with this reality that this guy who has been nothing short of just meh, not horrible, not great, just average, which all too often fits the prototypical Flyers defenseman. Who was the last great defenseman we had? Who was the last really good defender we had? Bronger. Teamanen. And pro, people say, like, like, truly, oh, pro, like truly Provorov's good. not bad. You're right, Provorov's not bad. But guess what? He thrives only when someone who's really good is next to him. Yeah, like, again, I, we, we've kind of come to the conclusion Provorov is a great number two, which is great to have. It's fine to have. Like, he, he's a fine defenseman. I don't, I don't mind. You watch. They're going to trade him. They, yeah. They're going to trade him. Maybe. That guy. They're going to lose. And that's the other thing, too, right? So, like, 
going into next season with the roster as it's built right now, they have $7.1 million in cap space, and they have like six spots they're going to have to fill. So someone's going to have to be traded. It, that's my other thing, too. Like, So now now we're trading players away because we had to make room for Rasmus Ristolainen. Now there are younger defensemen, right? Like the Cam York and Bobby Brink and those guys who are going to be coming up. And if we're going to keep Sandheim, who we signed last year, so I expect we're going to keep him. Provorov, who we signed two years ago, so I'm expecting we're going to keep him, too. That means when Cam York and Bobby Brink come up, right? And apparently they're supposed to be great. And, and the signs are pointing that they are going to be great. Yep. When they come up, where's Risto going to go? I'm sorry, not Bobby Brink. Edgar Zamula. Like, when those guys come up, Cam York, Edgar Zamula, like, these guys come up. These prospects come up. Where's he going to go? He's going to be on the fourth, on the third defensive line. And then we're going to complain about the fact we have a third defensive lineman who's getting paid $5 million a year. And then we're going to have to worry about structuring the franchise around him because yeah there's no no move clause in this contract however no one's going to want that contract from Rasmus Ristolainen just like no one wanted Jake's contract unless we had to take someone else's just like how no one wanted James Van Riemsdyk's contract I mean for for God's sake the the, the, the Kraken took who? Lekzinski? Took Carson Twarniski. Twarniski? I can't even remember who it was because he doesn't even play. <laughs> Could have been Bunneman. I don't know. And my point is they took him over Van Riemsdyk because they were like, we don't want that contract. Because who would? And who's going to want Ristos? So when we have to make room for these supposed prospects that are coming, even though I've heard that for 10 years, then what are we going to do with them? Then we're going to have to deal with it. And we're going to be right back to where we are. Because we're going to have to either trade somebody else or, or make room somewhere else. We are already, and it's just, it's the same shit as it was five years ago. It's the same thing. And and Chuck Fletcher, I'm getting I'm I'm losing patience because it's just like I look at you, you were supposed to be the one who was finishing out the rebuild and pushing us to the finish line, and we have regressed so terribly bad. And don't get me wrong, that's not all his fault. We talk about Ron Hextall and his trades and his drafting and how they've been terrible, and they were so far. But at the same time, it's it's as if we were on a crash course to the Titanic, and Fletcher's just going. Maybe we can just go right through it. Let's just crash into it and go right through it. Because let's be honest, were the Minnesota Wild, did they turn into anything good when he was there? Not really. And no. Then, and now what are the Minnesota Wild? They're 33-19. and 19, And they're in the third spot of the Western or of the uh, Central Division. The Flyers are 18-28-10. So that's who we're, we're having faith in. So they're 18-38 okay. are the Philadelphia Flyers. Everybody's injured. I'm sure everybody's injured. But let's be honest, Ryan Ellis is injured. He's on the wrong side of 30. So, yeah, we might have a solid year or two out of him. That doesn't cover all of Risto's contract, right? It's another guy who you now have to obviously make room for, too. Let's say Cam York and, and Edgar Zamula start playing well again. Again, my whole point is this, this, this clogs everything. This clogs everything, this contract. And it's a shame because it's not Risto's fault. He's taking the most money that he can get. And he doesn't want to move because he's already moved enough. Yeah. And, and God bless him. I, I completely understand that. But you know what? It just—it's it, bad optics from the Flyers organization. And my, you want to know what my true conspiracy theory is with this? What? They tried to trade him and couldn't because nobody wanted to. And so they just—they didn't want to let him go and for nothing after what they had traded what, him for. Exactly. You traded a first round for him. We can't just let him walk away. We saw what happened when when Jimmy Butler left and the whole city lost its goddamn mind. We don't want to repeat that. So let's sign him. Well, if they were th- comparing Rasmus Ristolainen to Jimmy Butler, I would be. I would be. Would you be stunned. surprised with this organization right now? I guess yeah, not. let's be honest. But you know what? Hey, you know people tell me like, oh, you can't. Bill Belichick will cut a first round draft pick in no time if he doesn't feel it's working. The Colts, who traded a first round pick for Carson Wentz, it went so bad in the locker room that they were like, "Fuck it, we cannot <laughs> allow this guy to be on our field in 2022." I don't care that we traded a first round uh, pick. Ship him to Washington. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and Jim Mersey is just a douche. Yeah, but I love him because apparently Wentz was like realized he was on bad terms with the Colts. I was reading the athletic report. Yeah. And yeah. he re- like requested an, a meeting with Jim. He's like, I want to clear the air. Jim was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, but see, that's why I think Jim Mercy is an asshole. <laughs> I kind of like that. Like, because I, li- I, I get it because you don't like Carson Wentz and I completely understand that. No, no, that, th- I like, like that in general. I like that because if Jim Irsay, if your owner, if your boss is pissed off at you, right. then you know what? There's nothing you can do about it because you've already made your bet. Right. And in my opinion, Jim say he's done bullshit things. Like he has, you know, he's done drunk driving and I don't think he's a good person for no, that. No, I just, I just think he's a little bitch. I think Jim Irsay's a little bitch. I, I, I think he complains and complains and complains when he doesn't get his way. 
He lost Peyton Manning, and he went right to Andrew Luck, and yet he still found a way to complain about that. Well, he blew it because of who this, because Ryan Grigson was the GM at the time, and they didn't build yeah. an offensive line. But, and then they trade for, for, for Carson, and now that's not enough. He just wants a good quarterback all the time, and you can't have it all the time. And then he also bitches and complains that, oh, the New England Patriots are hitting us too hard, so we need to look into every single little thing that they did to try to find something. And it's just like, dude, how about you just be a, be, make a better team? It's not easy, Jim. You got to work for it, you fucking pussy. You would be a hero in Baltimore right now for calling out an ear say the way that you are. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. So we got to get you on a Mayflower truck out to uh, out to Indianapolis right now. Not a fan of Jim Mercy. Not a fan. Of the Indianapolis of, Colts. No, I don't mind the Colts. I like, I like Peyton Manning. <laughs> I haven't respected the Colts ever since they blew it with uh, with, with uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah, I, like I, I, that's that's true. Like I've always, I liked players on the Colts. That's what I should say. Yeah. Edron James. Edron James, yeah. Dwight yeah. Freeney. Marvin Harrison. Robert Mathis. Uh, Mar- Marvin Harrison. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Yeah. You know who I yeah. remember? You know who I remember? I remember Dallas Clark, tight end. Mm-hmm. He was really good. And like that defense right now? Oh, Darius Leonard. But if you give me one linebacker in, in this entire NFL. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you hear about the NFL news uh, that broke uh, about a few minutes ago? No. What? Khalil Mack's been traded. <gasps> yes. Where? He's going to be a Charger oh. with with, God with Joey Bosa. <laughs> oh, they're going for it. They're going for it. I mean, they kind of have So to. now they have Justin Herbert to lead that offense, and they now have a star-studded defensive line. Dude, they saw Russell Wilson come in. They were like, oh, like no. Like, no, 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 no. Defense, defense, get defense now. If I had said Miami Dolphins, what would you have said? I would, I would have left the room. <laughs> I would have left the room. You like, I, I need moment, I had time to process. I, I would have been, been like, very, well, I would have, well, I obviously, I would have know what they would have give up, but I, it kind of wouldn't matter because Khalil Maxa, yeah, dude, generational player. I didn't see uh. that. I was literally scrolling through Twitter as you were talking about more of Rasmus versus the line, and then I see, yeah. So it was fifty-seven minutes ago. Um, Let's see. Pending tinkering with his contract and a physical, assuming that goes well. Yeah, Mac will join Joey Bosa as one of the best pass rushing tandems. Of, yeah, unbelievable. What a, what a week of football it's been. Russell, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks to the Broncos on Tuesday. Carson Wentz got traded from the Colts to the Commanders on Aaron Wednesday. Aaron Rodgers still wants to be a Packer. Aaron Rodgers gets a four-year, $200 million contract didn't, with the Packers. Didn't get that. He didn't? No, the contract has not. They had not agreed to a contract, but he has agreed that he's going to stay there. They're now working on the contract. Oh, okay, I thought that yeah. was. I thought that was. I don't know why I saw that. Why no, I, I've heard that that was like a a, a, a cap friendly option that they could do, but I uh, apparently no. apparently Rogers said it was fake news. I don't know. I don't give a shit. He's on the Packers. That's all I care about. Uh, and then Thursday, Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bear. Wow, the NFC North game just got even easier for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, seriously, dude. Dude, that's. <laughs> It's crazy. He saw, he saw that tweet. Rodgers is staying. He said, he looked at his agent and said, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, I'm never going to freaking win here. I'm not gonna it was on. one chance I had in 2018. It's not happening. Uh, so, with all that said, fun times away for the Flyers. Ooh, he's going to play against the Raiders twice a year. Yeah, he is. That's tough for your Raiders fan. I wish John Gruden was still there in a way. <laughs> but screw him. <laughs> that would be awesome. So uh, let's stay in the NHL for just a quick second. Yes. So listen, we had we didn't really touch up on it in our last episode, but I I feel like we can't you know not touch up on what is going on across the world right now. Uh, right now, there is an absolute humanitarian crisis as the uh, Russian military continues its complete annihilation or attempt of annihilation on the Ukrainian people. Uh, I saw a news report this morning that they attacked a maternity uh, hospital. And there were women being wheeled out of the hospital like that were about to give birth that would have died if they had stayed in that hospital. Um, so, obviously, there's quite a few Russian players, Cameron, that play in the NHL. And who m- among more notable than yeah. Alexander Ovechkin, who is a noted supporter of Vladimir Putin? Whether he's kind of coerced to be a supporter or not, I don't know, because Artemi Panarin is anything but a Putin supporter. The point is, uh, Ovechkin... Came out, said everything, but I'm not for this war. He's kind of like, yeah, there should be no war. I don't want that. You know, yada yada. Yeah. But he didn't obviously criticize Vladimir Putin. A lot of people have called for his suspension from the league, which I think is kind yeah, of an overreaction. Uh, it's a little much. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little much. I think that it, it's very unfortunate and it's tragic, and I think it's evil what's happening over in Ukraine. Um, it's war. It is war, and, and, and war, war war is terrible. Mm-hmm. 
That's, that's, um, yeah. Now, what I will also say is that the Ukrainians are fighting in admirable ways that I don't think the Russians anticipated. I don't think the Russians thought it was going to be this fun. I knew the Russians were surprised by the reaction the minute they asked for Syrian soldiers to come over and help them. You're Russia! You're like the biggest country in the world, and you need well, they help? Have, they have an extremely large military. and uh, Well, unfortunately, it looks like that military yeah. is not well trained. No, I think it it is. I think it's just apparently one of the big things they, they didn't prepare for was logistics, um, which, is our, which is honestly probably the most important thing of a war. In military history, well, it's kind of like what kind of screwed Hitler over when it is in the German invasion of and uh, it's, Russia. It's what really gave the United States the edge, mm-hmm. um, on both theaters. But yeah, like I think I think they also had the idea from what I've read and whatever. You know, we don't. I don't. This isn't a war podcast, so like no. we're not going to go into it. But like you know, they had this idea that they were going over and they were you know saving people and helping people, and there was this fascist government that evil was Ukrainian over, government and and mistreating the, pe- the Russians. Yeah, that the people were going to be celebrating that you came over here, and of course that's not happening because um, that's really and I would say ninety nine percent of the world is pretty much saying, you, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Le- less less than that. Less than that? Yeah, I would say less than ninety nine percent. Well, I'm mean, okay. There's a couple, you know. I don't. Well, I wouldn't say China has given them their. Un- I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. sport. I'm not talking about China. There's others, but there, there are others that are not a fan of NATO, and that's kind of. Oh, I see. What's yeah? yeah. Well, regardless of that, uh, yeah, the, not a war podcast. The Washington Capitals obviously wanted to try and do something to protect uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Yes, and to go into your Putin thing too, like the the big criticism isn't that he's just Russian. The big criticism is that like he started a social media movement in 2017 called the Putin team. Like it's not just the fact that like he's like oh I like my president because if I don't say that he's going to kill me. He genuinely seems to he's a have had a relationship with Putin. They've met multiple times and they genuinely seem to have a relationship. So that's, again, I'm not saying that's right or wrong or whatever. I'm just saying that's kind of more of where the backlash is coming from is the fact that he seems to have an established relationship with him and is not you know, uh, uh, denouncing well, what what Putin's choosing to do in this situation. Anyway, moving on. You were saying. So the Washington Capitals have banned uh, any types of banners that they have seen that would be like kind of like interfering the the obstru- or that would obstruct or interfere with the view of fans uh, during the game. Um, and so there was a, a post out there. A couple of people, you know, tried to bring in Ukrainian flags. And they were they were kicked out of the stadium. Now the person who posted this said that they were kicked out because they had Ukrainian flags. Which Capital One Arena has come out and tweeted out saying that that's not the case. That you know we we always ban this kind of stuff. You know Russian flags would be banned as well. Which in yeah. my opinion, is, I'm assuming their their argument would be like what it's vision? Like it's, it's yeah, exactly obstruction obstruction right. of a view. Yeah. So which I get like if I paid a couple hundred dollars or whatever for a ticket and I see some big-ass flag it's like dude now here's my counterpoint to that yes who yeah. is bringing in a huge-ass flag to just wave around the stadium they're bringing in little tiny flags that you know you'd see mm. in, in a get in a dollar store for like american flags or something like that well, i mean do you, is that what like i don't know if there was a picture with the post. i didn't I see a know. photo of it okay. but I, that's kind of what i'm guessing sometimes people do bring like you know the like the, the flyers flag above you right now like they I do mean, I, bring that you, kind you of see that like and, in soccer matches, like like yeah. England will have their fight. But like, here's the thing: it's kind of like over. It's kind of like outstretched. It's like a cabana like thing. It's true. It's going over the fans. Um, I still, I never understood that either. I kind of love that to be honest. I think that's awesome. If I saw like Eagles I do, fans but if doing I'm, it at the link, if I'm sitting there and I, I didn't, I wasn't aware. They're not sitting. They're standing and still, jumping and that's everything. True. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all part of it, I guess. My point regarding all this is that I believe the Capitals have done something to simply protect their mega ultra superstar in Alexander Ovechkin. They they are trying to make sure that he doesn't come under any targeted harassment, or they're trying to mitigate whatever he might face in a Capital One arena. Which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, Cameron, but the United States or the Ukrainian embassy is in Washington D.C. as anyone would think it is, and as a result. One of the biggest populations of Ukrainians where they're stationed in America happens to be Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's something I did not know. So, another aspect of this is that... There's going to be people that support, and yeah. Yeah. In that area, specifically. I, for those who don't know, Jewish man over here. Yep. I am of the mindset that those who stay silent merely encourage the oppressing of different types of people. You know, a lot of people 
will look back at you know the civil rights movements right. in the 1960s, even to yeah. today. You know, whenever what we have what happened with George Floyd and people stayed silent about it, and the whole argument with that is you can't stay silent because if you stay silent but you claim to be against it, you're not helping us. You're me- it was Ellie Weissel and also Martin Luther King that, without going quote for quote, essentially said, by being silent, you are supporting the oppression. Actually, there's a, there's a Weissel book on that shelf right over there. I did not know that. Yeah. And I really think here that the Capitals feel that they have no choice but to go in this direction. And I'm not going to sit here and tell the Capitals that they're that they're pieces of trash for doing this. I'm not going to do that. No, I think they're you know. But here's what stuck I'm stuck in a situation. They don't know what to do. They want to piss off their star player. They don't want to piss off their fan base. They're trying to find a middle ground. But here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Innocent people are dying. Innocent people are losing their lives. And you know we complained about the rising gas prices in this country. About how it's now four fifty a gallon, and that sucks. Don't get me wrong; I yeah. don't enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm happy about it. But what's happening over there is catastrophic. Yeah, I mean, it pales in comparison. It pales in comparison. And as Americans, we've never had to deal with this type yeah, of situation. Exactly. We have been yeah. the benefactor of where we are placed on the map, and the fact that our two neighboring countries have pretty much had amazing relationships with us for our essentially our entire time outside of a. a Weird war with Mexico to annex Texas, yeah. and then also <laughs> we invaded Canada a bunch of years ago in like 1800s because of like English Parliament. Right. So, yeah. other than those two outside incidences, we have mm. been extremely lucky. Extremely. Whereas in yeah. that part of the world, there has been war for as long as history has been recorded. And and you know, history minor, you know, Cam here, but like you go into it a part of the reason why the United States has been able to lurch forward. Is because of those wars, right? Like mm-hmm. World War One absolutely destroyed the infrastructure of Europe completely. Um, in England, for example, there was one man to every three women uh, after World War One because of how many how many soldiers were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really really devastated. Whereas that entire time in between World War One and World War Two, uh, the United States was able to keep its infrastructure. They weren't bombed at all. They weren't destroyed at all. All of their factories still existed. Now there was the Great Depression and people lost their jobs, but they were able to still, you know, bounce back and get everything up and going again for the time for wartime and World War Two. And again, same thing. The war wasn't here, so we were able to thrive afterward, economically wise, because none of our infrastructure was destroyed, and everyone else's was. So I, it kind of benefited us. I mean, and it gave it, it put us in that position, the, uh, the position that we're in now, right? So. Yeah, we, me and you, the people that were just born here in the last 50 years, we got really lucky. We did. Compared to some of these other people. So I highly encourage, if you're at all curious about what is actually happening over there, there's a lot of people that I'm friends with that I've talked to that simply aren't as aware, not because they're dumb or anything. They just, they don't want to hear about it. No, yeah, it's it's terrible. And there's a lot of information coming every single day. So it's mm-hmm. like really hard to dissect which one. And then plus, because it's terrible, you don't even want to dissect it because it's just more and more depressing. It's, yeah, yeah. But if you are interested, I highly recommend, you know, going to your trusted news sources. Don't just go online and trust what Twitter is saying. Like, actually watch the news if you want to be informed. Because at the end of the day, there are people that are actually over in Kiev right now in the Ukraine and uh, they are actually, you know, right there on the front lines to see what's going on, and they can report it back to us. Um, and that's kind of what I'll say about it. It's terrible, and I, my heart absolutely breaks for the people of Ukraine. Uh, and on that kind of somber note, we we'll kind of try and rear the show back into a positive light, or well, I don't know <laughs> if I call it positive light, but definitely more on the entertainment side of things. Cameron, yeah, Cameron, um, you we were talking about a parlay that you did. Uh, last week, where you yes. almost won. If James Harden had gotten that last assist, you would have. Oh, Daddy would have won two fifty. Yep, you would have won two hundred fifty dollars. So, but yep. here's my question: Have you ever bet fifteen hundred and lost eleven million? Justin, something about that math doesn't make sense to me. Well, it makes sense unless to me. you're a star wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley was caught doing what Pete Rose did, made famous. And was caught betting on games. I love that you brought the Pete Rose thing, right? Because his story is so goddamn funny. It's crazy. Because like he he bet on he bet right, and people were like, "Oh, that's wrong." But then you look at what he bet on. He bet strictly on himself and him winning shit. So like he was never throwing games. He was just going to the. Well, he wasn't that guy. He was an ultra competitor. <laughs> yeah, he wanted like, to always win. He, just, on a walk, he would bust his ass down the like, line. Like just on the thought that he's walking into his bookie's house and he's just like, "What's what's." 
What's, what's the under over on my home rubs? One and a half? Yeah, go over. Go over. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting it done today. Like, that's just Get something it done, about baby. That's just hilarious to me. But, yeah. So, Calvin Ridley uh, doesn't – we don't know – I don't think we do know what he actually bet on, but we do know that he bet on NFL games. Yeah. Um, and so, he was suspended for a year. Yeah, there's this- a lot of rumors. Like, I heard that, like, there was rumors that it was Atlanta Falcon games, but it was games that he wasn't playing in. I've also heard the rumor that he was using the mental health thing as kind of like a distraction because apparently they found out about his betting. And like they they were investigating it, but I have no idea how true. All, these are all rumors. These are all rumors. We have no idea yet. No, this is something we should let the story fully come none, out. None of this but, has been substantiated that Cameron yeah. mentioned. But what I will say has been substantiated. He did bet fifteen hundred dollars. He did. And, that is true. And yes. how do I know that that's true? Because he fucking tweeted <laughs> out, "I bet fifteen hundred total. I don't have a gambling problem." Which, by the way, is the greatest tweet I've ever... I don't have a problem. I bet $1,500. If I said that to you tonight, you'd be like, you bet how much? <laughs> it's because this guy's a millionaire, I guess. I think he's a millionaire. And he could bet $1,500. Yeah, he's a millionaire. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. and what's yeah. even crazier, Jay Glazer comes out with a report today. The Eagles had a deal or... Yeah, the Eagles oh, had like a huge God. deal like ready to go. And the Falcons were like... Yeah, we don't think we can trade him to you. And he was like, why not? Like, we can't talk about it. He that was, is so heartbreaking. We had Calvin Ridley! He was he was who I wanted for Philly. That's who I wanted for Philly he as well. He was who I wanted for Philly too. So now, oh, that's the, uh, this reminds me so much of Deion Jordan. This reminds me so much of Deion Jordan all of a sudden. When the Eagles were going to trade for Miami's third overall yeah, pick. I wish it did. And then something, I forget, I think he got it suspended because of like PEDs or something like that. Yeah, something like and that. And then the deal fell through. Yeah. Because we were going to give you guys, oh my God, we were we were going to trade you yeah, guys. because like, it, was, it was Chip Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I think we had Fletcher Cox on the table for Miami. It was, oh, Fle- no, Fletcher Cox and Malcolm Jenkins were on the deal for that. I yeah. hate that man. Oh, yeah. Ability. No, dude, I, I remember reading an article years later of what the deal was, and I was just like, oh, my God. I really wish they did that. No. I really wish they <laughs> and did the, that. The Miami, something about, as soon as he saw an Oregon duck, he was just like. Got to get that guy. He would, Dave Scott, blank check. Get him. Get Calvin him. Ridley sees a parlay. He goes, got to take that one. Blake check. I mean, no, what do you, what do you uh, say? What do you say about Calvin Ridley? He's an idiot. He, he's, he's a, I'm going to pull a Howard Eskin for a second. He's a dope for, you know, doing what he did. But Cameron, a year? I understand that you know it could potentially affect the NFL's bottom line, but a lot of people have already pointed this out. Players do fantasy football, and you're going to tell me there's no chance there's money going on in those leagues? Like Calvin Ridley could be very well be the first domino to fall. Of what could be? I mean, I could news could come out tomorrow that Devontae Smith is suspended for a year for you know being you know p- putting in parlays. You could find out tomorrow that I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, and I could believe it. I could believe Aaron Rodgers would bet on a football game. Rodgers, I wouldn't, because I don't think he would think it's a wise investment. Because, um, you know, he's a big crypto guy now. So, I don't, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, um, no, like, I, yeah, I get it. Because, like, you know, a lot of people are bringing up facts. And it's it, they make very good a very good point where they're like, well, you know, yeah, he bet on games, but, like, Ray Rice beat the shit out of his wife. Greg Hardy beat Greg the, Hardy shit, beat out the shit out of his girlfriend. Wife. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on, right? Michael Vick advisor. fought dogs. Yeah, but he went to prison. He he, Vic did serve his time. He, yeah, he he's to me one of the more exceptions because he actually you know he served his time and he, then he, he was given has, punishment. He served genuine, it. genuinely has tried to make up for knowing that he will never be able to right his wrong. I don't think he can ever right his wrong, but he is one of the few athletes that I think really wanted to be rehabilitated. Yes, uh, but Kareem Hunt. Right, I mean, I mean, he got eight games, dude. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. I mean, dude, Adrian Peterson. The the point is, is the list goes on of like humanitarian things like violence and stuff like that the players have done that the league is kind of like eh. brushed under the rug yeah it's like oh, two games you know don't do it again Greg Hardy was gonna give be given 10 games for what he did and he then it got th- dropped down to four he threw that girl onto a pile of assault rifles a bed of guns slammed her on it yeah anyway we're not here to talk about the the NFL's domestic abuse problems but the point is is like yeah they're all suspended for like three games two games one game He's suspended for a year for gambling, which seems absolutely ridiculous. But he should be suspended for gambling. The thing is, in this scenario, the NFL, which is absolutely huge, right? I mean, it is the biggest sports organization in the country, arguably mm-hmm. the world. They're extremely successful. They are massive. They need to protect that brand. Mm-hmm. If the core of that brand, which is the competitiveness, starts to become in question, the whole thing can fall apart. I'm not saying the NFL would go completely under, 
but it'll fall down from where it's worked so hard to get to. So they are setting an example out of him. They're making an example out of him. And he even tweeted, I know I was wrong, but I'm getting one year, LOL. Well, you just said you know you were wrong, so what's what's there to complain about? Yeah, like in in a court... Like, dude, dude try, try that in a courtroom. Someone, in a trial. someone tweeted out. Listen, I know I killed her, but she was a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you saw those text messages, Your Honor. Like, yeah, but you just said you knew you're wrong. Someone, so you knew you were what you were doing. Like, what? Do you, come on, man. You gotta. It, it sucks because I, I really liked Calvin Ridley. I thought he was a premier talent in the league. It sucks that we're not going to be able to see him. Who knows what this will? I mean, listen, he's young enough where he could come uh, back from this. And what's what's also is that the NFL like they they were said like he's suspended for one year, and they said as of now. Oh, like he, it, it could, it could uh, go it could beyond be, that. It could, it could become banishment. Okay. Well, speaking of betting, Cameron, uh, uh, this is a new segment you wanted to introduce to the yes. show. So I don't know if you wanted to uh, give yourself any music, but I would turn things over to you. I'm very excited. Um, very excited. So, I, I just want to kind of do this this gambling segment. I want to start getting into it because I I like to bet a lot. It's yep. fun. It's becoming a big thing. It's big in the news as of right now. Thank you, Calvin. He he he. Gary, as soon as I perfect saw that, perfect segue. I was right? like, "This is a perfect segue." As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Calvin really just gave us a new segment." Thank you, sir. So what I'm going to be doing, essentially, going through the weekend and try to get you know maybe like three locks for the weekend for myself. Not always related to hockey. Most of the time, I'm going to try to, but depending on the season. For example, when football season comes around, I'm going to mix it up. Might do one hockey, one football, one basketball, maybe. Here I like now. that. You know that kind of thing. Um, so for today, I had two right out the gate that I, I had from last night that I was looking over for These this weekend. These are locks weekend, that you're making. I think, personally, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have to bet your mortgage on it. I'm be responsible, but, you know, yeah. These are things that I think are definitely going to happen. Now, one is not from this weekend, and it was revamped because of today, and I'll get into that for a second. But for the one, um, tomorrow night, the Columbus Blue Jackets are playing the Minnesota Wild. Okay? And this is going to be my 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 upset of the week because I'm taking Columbus. I think they could do it. Well, I'll tell you what. The Minnesota Wild have kind of been one of those teams where they started out really hot and they've just kind of been they've been okay lately. They're exactly. Not, they're not phenomenal. They're okay. Exactly. And Columbus is one of those teams where they can be feisty. They can steal a game if you're not careful. They've been playing well. Pretty much what I've been doing is I've just been going through the past couple of games. Um, they have the Minnesota Wild have gone looks like two and three in their last five. Yeah. Um, but they have gone two and six in the last eight. Really? Yeah. So they've been kind of you know yeah, not doing great, they're, they're not doing kind of falling but, off the cliff a little but bit. The big thing is they're playing Detroit tonight in Detroit, and they're going to Columbus tomorrow. So the fact that it's a back-to-back game that can always be that's, tough. That's kind of my big reasoning as to why I'm, I'm going with Columbus there. And because again, it's my upset. I'm not doing it because it's like, oh, I think it's you know a lock guaranteed. But now, granted, the Blue Jackets also going back to back, but they're going to be returning home, and it's going to be a home game. So I'm kind of giving them the edge there. Um, and it's kind of one of those bets where it's like, I think you could actually make some money off of this. It's a little bit riskier. Um, now my other one is not risky, and it's blur- it's it's regarding our beloved Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Saturday, they're playing against Carolina. Oh, we are. Yeah. So. Um, so Flyers are a lock. <laughs> I'm going with Carolina. No shit. Uh, partially as well because I've been looking at the goalie start startings and stuff like that. And I, depending on who starts tonight, right, I imagine Carter Hart's going to start tonight. And I imagine it's going to be Martin Jones on Saturday. If Carter Hart starts, I'm still thinking Carolina is going to be a lock. But if Martin Jones is starting, smash that shit. Smash that money line. Anyway. Now my third bet, which, again, I was wanting to keep it to the weekend, but I had to change it up a little bit. This is going to be a futures bet. Um, all the people that think that Razzis Ristolainen is signing is amazing, in two years they're going to be complaining about him. I'm willing to die on that hill right now. Um, I think I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So that's about it. So my lock. That's, that's your lock. Uh, you know, my, my number one lock, Philadelphia's going to lose to Carolina on Saturday. I think that's going to happen. Um, I'm going Columbus over Minnesota just based off of if, you know, you're trying to make some money. That's your money bet right there. It's a little bit riskier, but that's your money bet. Uh, think about it like this. The Flyers one, that's a bond. The, the Columbus one, that's a stock. Higher return, more risk. And then Razzin Versalainen, that's just a just straight up lock. I think he's going to be not great. And All right. going to be upset about I got one question for you. Yes. Not not hockey related. Okay. Tonight's Philadelphia 76ers Brooklyn Nets game. Sixers are favored four and a half. And the over-under is 235 points. I was thinking 
I was going to take Sixers over. I was going to take Sixers and the over on that Sixers one. Over. I think this is going to be yeah. this score might be 130 to 100, you know, 140 to 130 for all Yeah. Cuz like let's let's be like, you know, the the Sixers have been averaging like 125 points since James Harden's been here. I think like 125.4, yeah. 129.4 And their defense like that. only recently in their last game finally started to come back together yeah. a little bit. And then the Brooklyn Nets, you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie, you got Irving, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, you have you, Andre Drummond. And the biggest thing is don't have Ben Simmons defense. So that score in my opinion, I think both teams are hitting 120 today. Yeah. I agree. I could see that happening. But I didn't want to go into the Sixers game because, you know, this episode's not going to be up until tomorrow morning. So hopefully the Sixers have won. If not, I, I'm sorry to everybody okay. and I'm sorry to myself because <laughs> I can't imagine them not winning this game. It, it uh, just, it's going to be, it's terrible. I, I can't get words out to, to really, really fathom them losing this game. A coworker today asked me, he was like, yo, do you, what would happen if the Sixers lose tonight? And I was like, I, I can't even. I, I can't. I can't even. I, I don't want to even. Pay, I don't want to. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, I, don't I even think they think could. They could lose tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not if they saying lost. they couldn't. I'm just saying I don't. I don't want. Them. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost tonight. They they have struggled against the Nets over the last couple of years, and if Kyrie Irving has a 50 point game, there's nothing you can do. There's yeah. nothing you can do. No, that's, that's a very I'm hoping good point. Kyrie comes down a little bit tonight. But uh, let's let's end this show on just the best of notes. The uh, earlier today, Jeff Passan broke the news. MLB and the Players Union have agreed to a deal, to a new CBA agreement. It's, yeah, I saw that. And baseball will be back on April 7th. Spring training will start March 18th, uh, around March 18th and March 20th. And the Philadelphia Phillies, <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies, baby, they're back. They're back! I can't wait for our first blown save. I can't wait for our second blown save. I'm, I'm excited. Our third, fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth blown save. <laughs> the Phillies are back. Hang the banner, Phillies. Bryce Harper was your 2021 MVP. Show the man some goddamn respect. I'm just excited to drink a beer outside and listen to baseball. I'm excited when I come to you and be like, hey, man, um, impromptu decision. Tickets are $28. You want to go to the game That's today? The, it's the one cool thing. It's tickets the one are, team. Tickets are still cheap in baseball. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Fly Guys podcast. Be sure to listen or to follow us on Twitter at Fly Guys Podcast, at Goodheart Justin, at Cameron Klein 15. Be happy, be healthy, get vaccinated if you can. And as always, let's go Flyers, let's go Sixers.